0: Horrific Network Entertainment and welcome everybody to the Hall of Fame twenty twenty three, class of twenty twenty three. Horrific Hall of Fame to be in fact. I'm joined by a panel of uh, contributors to the Horrific Network. We have some great inductees going in this year, including one of our own. Uh, We have um, some stuff to talk about, some exciting developments as far as uh, what the twist of this year's Campfire Chronicles is going to include, and um. Yeah, that a little preview for 2023 in the Horrific Network. Um. And as of the uh, posting of this show, I can say that the Golden Skulls ballot is officially live. So, however you are seeing this, go ahead and vote and vote for your favorites of the year. Let's introduce everybody though that is here for kind of the Golden Skulls Prelude in. And we just lost two of them, uh, the Golden School's Prelude, which is the horrific Hall of Fame. Okay, keeps coming back on. This is going to be the theme of this whole show: is Charlie's internet connection, and if it can contain uh, itself and remain connected throughout the show. Anyway, I'm joined first by Danielle. Danielle, how are you doing? Pretty good.
1: Just snacking.
0: <laughs> um also we have from Snack and Flick Drew and uh his better half Rayanne.
2: Hello. Hi.
0: And uh maybe they can chime in and say hi right now. I can only guess by the status of the visual connection is the audio connection coming through. Charlie, Xander, can you hear me? <laughs> I'm going to take that as a maybe. Charlie, are you there? Charlie. He's not fucking there. Unbelievable. So, the first, the first inductee into this year's horrific Hall of Fame. Charlie, stop trying to talk. The first inductee into this year's horrific Hall of Fame is part of, A, this panel tonight, and B, a vlogging duo unlike no other. FastPass with Us has maintained a positive outlook on the themed community in the wake of incidents like will there be plastic covers in the mazes of haunt season two years in a row, or... You can't tell me which park to like better. S- such Twitter debates as Wizarding World versus Galaxy's Edge. are <laughs> people, God forbid, that enjoy Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. Fast for <laughs> Fuss has taken stances that I'm agreeable with. And so by m- my agreement, as does the Horrific Network. So, by default, <clears throat> they have now such gotten into podcasting, video game coverage, and are going to be stars in our upcoming film we're releasing in just a couple of weeks, Christmas Carts from Hell. But, these two, without a doubt, are the positive outlook of what it is to be theme park vloggers. So, without question we welcome fast pass with us to the horrific hall of fame come on and play jesus christ All right, we'll cut it. Jason, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Um, um, I really wish you could have been here for, for that. So. <laughs> I'm just texting Charlie to see if they're going to attempt to uh, come congratulate you uh, <laughs> here with this. Um, but Fast Pass for Bust Man, unquestionably, it has always been... Uh, entertaining as hell, your guys's videos, such as you going to Fright Fest for the first time. Um, it it goes without saying that uh, you guys uh, continue to grow as a channel. You're getting your first media advice and such this year, and you do uh, seem to keep things fair and balanced when other channels that claim to be theme park vloggers will perhaps favor one theme park more than others in a very disgustingly biased fashion. Fast Pass with us, they don't do that. No, no.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, that's...
3: We, we tell you how it is in a positive
0: light. <laughs> exactly. And we appreciate that, dog. We appreciate that. So, that being said... Um, fast pass with us Jason, Amber any any thoughts about your channel you would want to share maybe the future of your channel um, thoughts on being horrific Hall of Famers
3: oh man we're we super super honored um, to even you know be inducted this is just just amazing and uh, like I said Amber really wanted to be here tonight unfortunately she had to work so she's not here but yeah we were both just honored actually all four of us are very honored and you know uh, as far as the future of our channel we're just going to keep plugging away doing what we've been doing visiting theme parks there's always new stuff coming out this uh weekend we're actually going to super nintendo world so that'll be on our our channel that one podcast
0: will definitely be on the uh podcasting stream as well the fast pass with us coverage of nintendo world
3: yeah so um i mean there's just that's one great thing about theme parks is they're always changing and updating and there's always things to go uh, explore and see and uh, as well as like we just went to a, like a local place called Seaquest and it was it was a blast and like we hadn't you know heard of that and I don't know how many people have heard of a place like that but like it's nice to cover smaller things too and kind of shed some light on that for people that might not normally see like those kinds of local places
0: yeah for sure I think that you guys have a mixture of uh, um, a mixture of both um, good and bad stuff that you review but it doesn't really matter if it's big or small you don't judge a book by it's attendance cover so to speak
3: yeah so and we're we're actually we're we're slowly starting to get into like doing like like food challenge things too like um our video that's coming out this weekend actually we went and tried a bunch of uh the flavors from the secret menu at jamba juice Mm so that's what we're our next video is gonna be Um, what
0: was your secret flavor that you tried can you share
3: uh yeah yeah for sure we tried five different flavors. Jesus we, Christ, uh, that's
0: a lot of jamba juice, dude. <laughs> yep, there was uh,
3: five of us trying them. So Okay. Yeah, we, we didn't like sit there and have a lot. Um but we tried uh
0: Are the kids salad. two out of the five? What was that? Are the kids two out of the five, Jason?
3: <laughs> yes, they were.
0: Okay, um, so we, you there was four of you.
3: There was there was the four of us and <laughs> and my mom. Okay. So.
0: There's so yeah, three not, and a half it's, it's of you.
3: It technically counts as one.
0: Hey. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, we, we, so we got uh, uh, the Sour Patch Kids, uh, Butterfingers, Chocolate-Covered Strawberries, uh, Pink Starburst, and Fruity Pebbles.
0: Jesus. Fruity Pebbles. Yeah
3: dude they were all very very solid
0: so to find out which one jason liked the most you gotta watch fast pass with us uh yeah. when are you gonna post that one uh
3: it'll come out on friday
0: on friday oh, we find out i can't i'm excited right, which secret jamba juice is jason's favorite yeah and i also tell
3: you that that's, that's- you have to order them a specific way. So I give everybody a
0: little tip on how to order them. Oh fuck! There's exclusive, exclusive ways to order the secret jumbaches. Exactly,
3: exactly.
0: God damn. <laughs> okay. So with that, man, uh, Drew, Danielle, any thoughts? Fast pass with us. Anything you want to share uh, with Jason while we got him? Exclusively here to accept his Hall of Fame. Induction ceremony uh, live and in person.
2: Go ahead, Danielle, you first.
1: Congratulations, on you guys have come a long way. So, um, exciting to see what new, what new stuff you're coming along with the food now. So that'll be uh, pretty cool to watch. We we love watching anything to do with like food reviews or anything like that. So that'll be cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Congratulations. I mean. It's in order when you work hard in what you like to do and just keep on doing it, man. Keep on plugging away. Thank you. Yeah, we're almost to, uh, we're almost to 500. So. 500 subscribers or 500 followers? Subscribers. Nice. So that would be... I, 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 <laughs> I wish I had that
0: many. YouTube 1000 is the magic number, right? Mm-hmm. So let's get this guy to 1,000 followers or whatever, subscribers on YouTube so FastPass with us can officially become monetized.
3: Yeah. There you go. You know what's wise? We actually get the watch hours, but we don't have the subscriber count. And it's usually the opposite. People usually have the subscriber count, but not the watch time. Sure. So people are watching our stuff, just not subscribing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. Because we usually get more subscribers than fucking watchers. If some of our subscribers would watch the shit that we put out, I would appreciate it. (laughs) So, the grass isn't always greener, dog. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Jason, Amber, Flynn, Remy, Fast Pass (laughs) with us, your cats, whatever the hell their names are. (laughs) Welcome into (laughs) the horrific Hall of Fame, dog. Thank you if i can play dog like there okay god damn it (laughs) Fucking technical support here. Oh, we can fade out. Cool. Jesus Christ. Okay. The next inductee into the horrific Hall of Fame is someone that I think we all very much would say that as we have had the pleasure uh, of being part of the panel production team of Sinister Creature Con is... This man is on a very short list of people yet left to be a guest of Sinister Creature Con that Tim and Brian really have left the book to say we've had every single major horror icon here. Feasibly, within reason, we have had them booked at some point or another at Sinister Creature Con. It's a very short list of people That you would really off the top of your head be able to like pull the name out and say they haven't done. Elvira on the women's side. Robert England on the men's. Are the first two that we get asked about more than anybody else within the panel room over the course of the weekend. But if one person rivals those two. It is the incomparable, and I would have to say would be a million times more dope, in my opinion, to actually talk to Mr. Tim Curry. This guy, uh, we probably should have inducted him into the horrific Hall of Fame a couple years ago. Um, It's just one of those things. But without question, Tim Curry's career, man, is... Unlike anybody else's, I know of. Anybody else want to chime in?
3: I mean, yeah, like, like he he's such a horror icon, but then also like he does well in some of the comedy stuff. I mean, look at like Clue or like Home Alone two. I mean, he 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 does so many things. I mean, even.
0: Shit! Hold on, Jason! God damn it! Mr. You know. Tim, Curry.
1: Tim Curry. Tim <laughs> Curry. <laughs> it's astounding. Time is... <laughs> <Well> oh, <done. laughs>
4: God. <laughs> takes its toll.
0: But listen closely. Not for... <laughs> like... How do we have this fucking problem every goddamn time? Just play this song. Tim Curry. God damn it. Anyway, Jason.
3: My wife would uh, not forgive me if I did not mention also his performance in Pebble and the Penguin, one of her favorites.
0: Pebble and the Penguin?
3: Yeah, he does the voice of the villain in that movie.
2: I mean...
0: Is that, that Happy Feet? Did... What the hell is Pebble and the Penguin?
2: That was... It's like... It was an animated cartoon in like from like late 80s, early 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. It's... Uh... Same people that did Anastasia. Mark...
3: Yeah, Mark okay. Short, um
2: uh
3: Jim Belushi.
2: Just, yeah, it's, yeah uh, it's the same ones that did Balto, I think. Yeah. That, same a, that did that's the a, same, a, same yeah, art style. I, I forget
3: their
2: name, but it's, is it Don Bluth? It's Don Bluth. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's Don Blue. Yeah. The guy who did Dragon's Lair. Yeah, and Rockadoodle. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: rock a doodle dog tim curry i will say that he does do in florida there was a a um, ride called stitch's great escape and essentially you like went to this room and you sat around this teleportation chamber and they were bringing stitch like into this caption it's like when stitch was like wanted or whatever you know and uh so Stitch comes into the room or whatever but the the pre-show they're like demonstrating like what exactly it is they're going to do to Stitch uh, and he's like it's, it's just this easy to transport yada yada and that alien robot thing host is Tim Curry's voice and he ends up like frying the alien and he laughs about it and uh, not too many people could be an asshole like that In a Disney attraction. Vincent Price um, could probably pull it off. Even Robin Williams could probably pull it off realistically. Hey, it's not Charlie, but it's Abby right now coming on board. And I know she's going to want to talk about Tim Curry a little bit. What are your thoughts? Tim Curry, Abby.
5: The best guy ever. I love that
0: man. (laughs) Have you ever met him? No, unfortunately That's what we were saying, that on the very short list of people yet to, like, go to Sinister, he's on that list.
5: I feel bad because he had that massive stroke, so it's a different experience and stuff, so. But I know he's, like, awesome to his fans. He was at Pandemic when I was there, but I just didn't get to see him. The line was crazy.
2: He was at Monster, P- or was it Son of Monster? Pallooza
0: we went to. Did we lose Jason? Uh,
2: no, I'm sorry. He, he was at Son of Monster. Pallooza when we went, it was either Son of or Monster. Pallooza. What's
0: everybody's like uh, favorite Tim Curry movie?
2: Uh, damn, I think Clue. I think my, Abby says Clue. Is Clue. For me, but I think my favorite. Favorite Tim Curry villain is probably
1: the devil from Legend. She's really good. Enough. That's my that's my favorite. I was
0: just gonna say that. Damn, the devil from Legend is uh, crazy. But I still gotta say, man, I think my favorite Tim Curry role, honestly ever, that makes me laugh out loud every time I watch it, is him in Scary Movie Two. like he fucking cracks me up in that movie him in scary movie 2 when he's like and like one of our days would be taking a shower what camera would it be for that and the dude's like this one and his fucking laugh (laughs) ha (laughs) ha like fucking asshole wasn't he an agile thornberry
5: too
0: yeah no, yeah uh, he was the dad in the wild thornberries for sure yeah. yes.
5: oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was also the hunter in uh
2: jumanji mm-hmm. the animated version of jumanji oh, oh shit yeah. okay him... yeah it's just wild he's been in so much stuff it... home alone yeah,
5: Two.
0: oh yeah the doorman or whatever for the hotel oh. or whatever oh, shit you don't. You fucking play. I didn't even press play. God damn it. <laughs> I'm all. That's my second
1: favorite. <laughs> that, 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 my
5: favorite is that thing. is
0: that the, Rocky Horror? Yeah, Rocky Horror. Rocky Yeah, Tim Curry, man. Uh, I guess they're playing us off the stage at this point. But uh, welcome to the Hall of Fame, dog. We love Tim Curry. Every movie that that man has done. <laughs> so we've done we've done vlogging legend we've done a uh, we've done a uh, acting legend and now we turn our attention towards a music legend at least this person if she's not already a uh, legend in itself like she will be like I consider her a legend. I've seen her perform two times, both times with Alice Cooper, and both times, both times, is someone like playing with Thomas the Train? Somebody's playing with Wally. Yeah. Wally. Oh, okay, no problem. It's Wally, I hit mute. Hold on. No problem. Um, but this lady has. Oh, that time I heard it was Wally for sure. Uh, the
5: the. Uh, no. <laughs> I
2: did it. That was me.
5: That was pretty good.
0: <laughs> but Rita Strauss is a hell of a guitar player. And I ain't that she uh you know, she started with Manson, went to Cooper quickly after being with Manson for a minute. Understandably so, the more and more information that comes out that's a completely different conversation. Um She played with Cooper. That's both times I saw her perform live. Dude, like, the coolest person I think that carries, like, a professional rock performance besides the vocalist has to be a guitarist. Like, if the guitarist cannot, like, at least get your attention, the concert's going to be pretty fucking boring. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God, here they are. Charlie and Xander back on. Okay, so backstage right now, their picture, they're moving in real time. I can see them. They're smiling, waving. They look good. Let's see what happens when we bring them into the stream. Charlie, Xander, what's going on? Hey, Hey, they look good. What would you do? You restart your internet?
6: We're back, baby. We're back. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Switch laptops. Oh, good. This one didn't come with Chrome. Yeah. So I had to install Chrome on it. It's my MacBook. So.
0: This is the one that you need to use during halfway to Halloween.
3: That's, re-
7: well, that looks like the only option. Are we doing halfway to Halloween?
0: That's your first Horrific Network exclusive announcement, Charlie. Yes, there will be a halfway right. to Halloween this this spring.
2: This is Charlie, how long had, have you had that Frankenstein poster? Is this, this is the one, one I'll be print using, print yeah, print. yeah.
0: And I can uh, confirm to you that the first guest of Halfway to Halloween will be returning. He was just on the Horrific Podcast, but we can confirm that we will have an interview with Andrew Gordon McPherson. And, cross your fingers, the other two-thirds are the Dark Side of the Ring creators at Halfway to Halloween. But, worst case, we will have Andrew... Best case, we have the entire team behind that show super excited about it.
6: That's super cool.
0: Stay tuned for dates and all that stuff about halfway to Halloween.
7: I'm excited to meet Nick Castle.
0: That's at Sinister Creature Con, which we just... He text
7: me, don't die of heart
4: failure. <laughs> nice.
0: Nice. Um... But we're talking about right now, we're talking about Rita Strauss, guitarist, Alice Cooper. She's now with Demi Lovato, which is an interesting uh, jump, to say the least. But here we are. Um, but anybody ever heard heard of her? Or am I the only one? When I posted this, were you guys like, who who the hell is that? Well, I was, but that's pretty yeah.
6: explanatory
2: yeah i i mean i've probably heard her play guitar what
0: the fuck was that
2: (laughs) no i mean i mean i'm probably pretty sure i've heard her play guitar i mean i don't know of her per se
0: right i mean she was with cooper for a while um
2: did she dabble with zombie at all
0: she didn't but she performs like all i've seen like live guitarists the one that she reminds me the most of is John Five, who is Zombies guitarist. Oh, God. Like just the way that she will command your attention, even though there's like this spectacle of shock rock, like she's like like I honestly like maybe because there's like certain performers that will like garner your attention more than the band like Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. When we saw Smashing Pumpkins, I was focused on that dude the entire time. Or Surge Tankian when I saw him perform uh with System of a Down. I was watching yeah, Surge.
2: He was, he was interesting.
0: Yeah, I was I was watching Surge. <laughs> like Korn is a good like borderline example. Like you tend to watch Jonathan Davis, but the band's energy is so high, like you kind of like we'll watch them all of them and then the other ones are like the shock guys like rob zombie you watch his whole band because it's a fucking like broadway performance of set design same thing goes for alice cooper so in that environment i think it's harder for someone to like stand out for say as much as it is like an ensemble presentation and so i guess my point is is that wherever i have seen her perform rita strauss has stood out like she is that good of a guitarist so there it is anybody else have any thoughts about like shock rock metal concerts if they you know like you know uh alice cooper or uh demi lobato which is where she's now at which is interesting like i said but uh anybody else have any thoughts about rita strauss No? Cool. Okay. <laughs> so, uh... I'm
1: like, I've seen all those bands. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know who Marilyn
4: Manson is. I know all
2: these bands are. I'm going to
0: play this song right now because we messed up Charlie. Uh, we Uh So, Rita was the third person we inducted. We did... Or uh, she the fourth? So far, we've done Tim Curry, Fast Pass with us. Good. Who else Congratulations, we- Jason. Thank you. Who else did we do, you guys? Was Rita the third? Rita was the third. Okay, so. so not,
3: Kevin
0: yet. not yet, man. But uh, um, the point being, when Jason got inducted, this song was actually supposed to play. So we're gonna we're gonna play it right now, uh, in this spot. We've had some technical issues tonight, like Jesus Christ. But here you go. Congratulations, Rita. Congratulations again, Jason. no dude that is not the song stop cut the best fucking part out that's unbelievable god damn. <laughs> unbelievable yeah let's hear jesus When I got on here, you know the I sad so thing is. About the music, you were like, Jason, this
3: is gonna be great. All the music's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing you said to me
0: when I got on here. Bro, you know the sad thing is, is people are gonna think this is all a bit. I know. <laughs> That's the sad thing. Like they wrote this shit and they think that this shit is funny. Like they wrote this and thought it was funny. No, bro. This is my fucking life. Like, this is my life. <laughs> like, we live this shit on a daily basis. Like, um. So, next up, uh, Xander kind of spilled the beans. Our next up inductee now comes to something that we do too often, especially now. On the fucking cusp of turning forty this year, Jesus Christ! Uh, our heroes are starting to pass on to the next realm, and this year has been Therefore fucking.
6: Let's
0: <laughs> well, not even think that way, Charlie. Uh, the the inductee, which we're about to do, the number four out of seven. After we induct him, we're going to talk about the twist for this year's Campfire Chronicles. So stay tuned, FYI. Uh, But uh, the inductee right now, man, this is one of those ones. Celebrity deaths, I don't know how often they hit you guys. We'll talk about it right now um, after we induct this person. Celebrity deaths haven't hit me significantly hard. They have hit me hard. But one that hit me really fucking hard was Carrie Fisher. Um, This man's death just about that level. Because Kevin Conroy was my childhood. Every time Batman was on TV uh, Mark Hamill was the Joker and Kevin Conroy was Batman. And Voice actors don't get enough shine for the work that they do especially shows like Batman, GI Joe, Ninja Turtles, all those kinds of all those kinds of shows, Transformers, you bet. Um that really did make our childhood and when I say our childhood I mean the people that are between like 35 and 40 years old. Like our childhood, as far as what we got to enjoy, media-wise, like we didn't have tell or we didn't have uh, cell phones and laptops, and we really didn't have computers. But you know what we did have? We did have TVs, and we had a lot more doper shit to watch. Every
2: Saturday morning cartoon. Like God, you think about it, every
0: every show was a banger. Every show. It wasn't like a streaming service of uh you know one or two good shows on one streaming service so they got you for $9.99 and then you're over here for $7.99 because they got one cool show oh you can't get out of this one this one's $14.95 because you can do fucking this and that on it like suck a dick like back when we were kids like we had eight shows a season and all of them were were fucking good and one of them because it was a cartoon was on like year round. And that was fucking Batman. And Kevin Kwan Con- and Kevin Conroy was Batman. Um he did other shit. Like, guess what happened? When the PlayStation developed and got good. Like the graphics on it got good. One of the best video games to this day. Bro, I'm fucking from fucking Eight to midnight over the fact that Arkham Asylum is going to come out on the VR this year. Like, holy shit, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Charlie and Xander just dropped out as Xander was fist pumping <laughs> over the that. VR so news. Batman, like, um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, ah! go. but guess what? Like, that was like the best thing to happen with Batman. Here they are back again. Um, guess <laughs> what?
7: Like, Sorry, it was. Least- yeah.
0: You're Obviously right, you're right. I
6: mistake that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just that kind of night, Jim. You, you, heard you were Arkham, so excited. You heard Arkham I Asylum was
0: so excited. Like, wow. So, <laughs> Arkham Asylum to the VR. But uh, there's one man who voices Batman in the Arkham Asylum series. Kevin yeah. Conroy. Mm-hmm. I see.
2: And I mean, he
0: is like... So, really, as far as short-form entertainment... He is dominated as uh, Batman. Like so to take his name out of the question, like who's your favorite Batman? Like that's a conversation that nerds love to have, especially at conventions. When you're in line bullshitting trying to kill time, like do you like Star Wars? Oh, what'd you think of the sequel, you know, trilogy? Do you dig Mandalorian? Or If you're, you know, goes towards the fucking, like, traditional comic route, it's either Marvel, DC. So, okay, now you split that. If you go the DC route, who's your favorite Batman becomes, like, the odds-on favorite. Like, you're definitely, fuck, I'm gonna have this conversation. And so, like, you know, the traditionalists, the the same people who say Empire Strikes Back is their favorite uh, Star Wars movie, are probably gonna say Michael Keaton is their favorite Batman um
2: yep. Yep. so my favorite live action batman
0: sure but my point with that is that my point with that is that, is that kevin conroy honestly is right there with, should be right there with michael keaton for an overall batman discussion just
2: gonna go different for you i'm gonna say adam west because uh it was all grade a west in the uh bat suit that's all i'm saying that was all adam west Thank you. I'm one of them that loves us. I'm
0: just animals. kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously, it's my compete. Oh, oh, no,
2: oh uh, Kevin Conroy is, is a now. Kevin Conroy was a beast as Batman. Charlie, you've been... That was one
0: show after I got off school that I had to watch. Charlie, you've been nodding pretty, uh, pretty steadily throughout my speech there. What, what are your thoughts?
6: Well, <laughs> you know, you kind of said it all when you said between the ages of 30 and 40 because uh, I kind of knew now really it, it really does extend beyond that because Xander was really super upset when he found out about about his passing away mm-hmm. and I wasn't even sure who it was and then I thought well I you know I I, I didn't understand there, there was that kind of connection with the animated Batman series, and then I understood it because there was so much outpouring of of love for this
7: guy.
4: Yeah.
7: Heck, even before Christmas, the remaining cast members that stood on as the original members of Justice League of the old cartoon that basically was the precursor to Get to the point to the series finale of Unlimited gathered in remembrance of him. Yeah. And then I, I talked. to...
0: The My reaction director. to Charlie saying "Get to the point."
7: Yeah. <laughs> I, I say that Conroy is my number one favorite voice of Batman. Don't get me wrong, Troy Baker does his work, but Conroy knows how to pull off Bruce Wayne as well as he could do as Batman. But all I can say is Kevin Conroy is my childhood Batman as well because okay. I grew up with the two Justice League cartoons and the Arkham games. I always remember my dad
3: playing them. Okay, get on.
0: Anybody else want to go?
3: Yeah, uh, I just want to say too. Um, one thing that I, I don't think you brought up, Jimmy, is he also played Bruce Wayne in the uh, Batman Beyond animated series as well. Yeah.
0: He did. did he, he do a movie. live action thing? He was a live yeah. action Batman. Yeah, yeah,
7: yeah, he, yeah. Jimmy, he was the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. That's what it was. Everyone yep. tuned into that episode, even loyalists to the to the animated universe. Even Paul Denny and Bruce Tim did, and they hit Instagram and Twitter that following morning, saying what a great what a great nod to acknowledging the animated universe to the Arrowverse because of that to own separate continuity by adding in all the other forms of movies and shows that came that were before I,
2: before my time. Well, I mean, I can say that something like Batman, the animated series will, it'll, it'll live on forever because, I mean, I, I personally own all of them on DVD and Blu-ray. It doesn't matter. It's always nice to go back and I, you get on those, on those moments where you're like, shit, I think I'm just going to binge a whole season of it. And then you forget how many episodes are in one season. It's like... (laughs) 52 episodes a season, my friend. It's like ridiculous, but I I don't think not in syndication anymore, right? little extra detail I think it's on HBO Max though, right? Hey Danielle, yeah. smile. Yeah. But I mean, Kevin Conroy will forever be Batman What are you laughing about?
0: I told Danielle to smile and it wasn't happening. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just it, <laughs> it in. <poking> it
2: in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like that—that that one was a pretty hard one. I think the only other like celebrity death that hit me that hard was probably Sid Haig. That
0: one was a hard one. Sid Haig was Hague a hard, hard one.
2: one. Only because he was about to be his <laughs> sister <laughs> creature <con. laughs> Remember, because he was supposed to be a guest at Sinister. The That's the year. year
5: of COVID, right?
2: Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, don't tell me that.
5: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. You don't remember?
0: You don't
2: remember? He had to cancel the yeah. year before COVID, and he was supposed to come back.
5: It was like this really stellar lineup that can and that was so sad though.
2: Yeah, they had him lined up, and then he had his medical accident or whatever he got. Ill and then who
0: was um, the headliner instead?
2: Billy Zane, yeah.
0: Who yeah. else was there?
2: Uh,
5: it was supposed to be this, I mean, like it was a really good show that COVID really killed.
2: Billy Zane's sister was gonna be there, the one from uh, Friends Dead,
5: yeah, Isn't it, it was Linda a twofer. Then? Wasn't yeah. Jeffrey
6: Combs supposed to be there, too? Yes. Yeah, he's coming with this I, Sinister, though.
2: Daniel Harris
0: yes. as well. Yeah, this year's Sinister, just so you guys know. Uh, we'll get into this year's Sinister in a little bit. But anybody else have anything to say about Kevin Conroy?
5: He was freaking phenomenal, and he raised me when I was, like, at home. Like, I would remember turning the dial and watching Batman, the animated series, every day. And it's Everybody. sad. It's sad when your heroes die.
0: Yeah. You I'm guys,
5: sorry.
6: you were I'm asking not... from, my, from my generation, and it's it's very, it's very much similar. Because, you know, we're talking, you know, like the 50s for me, late 50s.
3: Early 60s. Well, You're you know, not that old.
6: Like yes, James I Dean? I, <laughs> no, but it was uh, uh, the old Superman, the old black and white Superman oh. series. <laughs>
7: George Reeve? And it
6: had been, it had an original run, I think of about four or five years, and then they just show the reruns all the time, but they'd show them every day. Don't, so, don't George George Reeve, who was the, the guy who played that, supposedly committed suicide. There's a whole Hollywood myth about, you know, if he actually committed suicide or if he was murdered, and if you've ever seen the movie Hollywood Land, and yeah. kind it of tells that story right um yeah ben affleck is great and as, as a matter of fact does a good job of playing but when he passed away that was like superman can die because yeah. it, it was like that was a real oh. embodiment of that superhero for me because
7: it was and that like
5: gave a, me chills
7: it die until the big fight in the 90s <clears throat>
5: It's yeah. kind of like when Christopher Reeve died, too. Right. Yeah. Right. He was have been that,
6: Generations. Yeah. I he was like. Nap Generations Superman.
5: Oh. Oh, I got icky chills. I'm sorry. It's sad. It's
7: sad because. Yeah, I, it is. I grew up with the last three Supermen Tom Welling from, from
2: Smallville. Is he Henry, dead? No.
7: no. Okay. No, I'm saying this. <laughs> there,
2: there's a couple in there. That Brandon I'm sorry. Routh, I could really give a shit less about.
7: But Tom Willing did a good job. Even his his comeback and all that. He's even stated he wants so, even. I
0: all right, know. we'll talk about Superman in a little bit. But for right now, man, welcome the, the, gay, the great the Kevin Conroy <laughs> to the Hall of Fame.
5: Okay. Woo! Well, what the heck is this? So
3: this is what you picked for Kevin Conroy,
7: huh? Huh? Is
4: this
7: the music from Batman and Robin? Oh my god, God. from freaking that which I thought was a freaking parody of the A dance from Star Trek VI
3: Song is all, right, all right man
0: um
5: oh
0: man so we got three left here this coming weekend uh will mark a week to the Super Bowl it'll mark <laughs> it'll mark oh, a couple Gee. weeks Philly. hopefully knock on wood until Our next next film starts its festival run. Um, It will mark the beginning of this year's Campfire Chronicles. And there is a slew of haunt news to talk about that has already been announced. We already know that Not Scary Farm is going to start September 14th, run through Halloween. We already know that Chucky... The show on USA is to be featured on both coasts, as far as HHN goes, and we know that um, now there is to be a permanent, a year-round Halloween Horror Nights taking taking place taking place in Las Vegas. Vegas. And it's oh, a It's hundred and ten thousand square feet. So wow. you guys have you guys have all been to my home. That's a, <laughs> that's about equal to a hundred of my homes. That's the amount of space that they have to play with. So it is safe to say that they have enough room to have a couple mazes and, you know, a restaurant. Which or is kind of which is kind of what they are promising in the press release, a couple mazes, roaming scare actors, and a uh, uh, the mazes um, would kind of have like the scare zone around that area, and then there would be like a food area. It kind of meant talked about like maybe there being like walk-up, like, tent food, and sit-down food. So, like, a bigger area for food than you would maybe expect, dedicated. And then uh, merch. Like, you know there's going to be a shitload of merch for this fucking thing. So, the thing that is intriguing to me, the thing that made me do what I'll tell you about here in a minute, is that these mazes sound like they're going to be rotational. And they're going to swap out property... Uh, depending on what movies are coming out. So it'd be like Megan. Megan comes out now, right? Megan is fucking eight months away from Halloween. Who knows if there is a fucking Florida or California in October for there to be an HHN. So you got to do that shit now. Do it now in Las Vegas. We're going to build that maze now. That is what they're talking about doing. If there is a current movie that is out... And Universal can wrap their mind around it, get the money for it. There's going to be, that maze is probably going to show up in Vegas. If it's part of the uh, Blumhouse Collective between Atomic Monster, Blumhouse, and Universal Horror, you bet your ass it's going to be in Vegas as a maze at some point. And if it is, um, what is the uh, the other fucking one I was going to mention? Holy shit, it was just on the tip of my tongue. It was the Atomic Monster, Blumhouse thing. And then there's... What the fuck is the other one? Holy shit. You
7: mentioned Universal.
0: Barbarian? Or- no. No,
7: but, no, that wasn't Universal. That was one of... That was, uh, on-
0: anyway, I don't remember necessarily, but the, the point is this thing's going to have a shitload of like content, right? And so I was like, damn, how fast can you get to Vegas? Oh, you can drive there in like six hours. So... Uh, i the now it becomes: Do you want to drive or do you fly, and how much can you get a room for? Well, there's this right. app. There's this app called My Vegas, and if you play this app enough, you can just get a free room. Really? Uh-huh. So
6: are we sponsoring? It
0: looks like it looks like uh, My Couch, Vegas. Right? It yeah. looks like a poker chip. And if you get enough, like, loyalty points for playing this game, and it's all based upon, like, the amount of money that you bet, like virtual poker chip money. So, if so you, it's not real money? No. If you bet, like, so, but if you bet, like, 25 grand, you're going to win more than if you bet a grand. Does that and you
5: make... win a free room? And so Eventually. if you, you, and so if you play this enough,
0: answer. so you have to play it, you have to, like, have enough chips, right? Are you spending real money, though, to No. No. I mean, if you... What's the ad? My Vegas. I have a couple. It's like Konami and My Vegas. My Vegas is the one that I play. Okay, that's legit. So you play this game, right? So let's say you start out with 5,000 chips, okay? Every day you're going to get awarded like 10, 10 grand to play with. The key is that you don't lose your money. Because that's how they get you. You have to spend money to get more chips other than your daily allowance. So for like the first month, just just collect your daily allowance and be on your way. Now you have a stockpile of chips to play with. Now you can bet 25,000 chips a pull at the slot machine and win a shell out of chips. My point with that is the more chips you bet, the more reward points you get. The reward points are completely free. You're not spending any money to earn them. But the only way to earn the reward points is by betting your chips. I didn't spend any money. But if I run out of chips, I have to spend real money. So it's gambling. It's fucking Las Vegas. So, But if you play enough of this game... You get the reward points. You get enough reward points, you um, get a free hotel room. Yeah, so you can get like a. F- Some of them do. So when you it's go not to. Sound f- hotel is it? No, it's like the Excalibur. Well, I, the ho- what, what, what I mean, you me? can stay at any MGM one. It's just a matter of how much points oh, you want to yeah. spend. Okay. The Excalibur is the cheapest one. Yeah. And so when you family go, family it costs family. you what you end up paying for is like the tax. So I want to say it costs you total like $30. But it's pretty good, man. Like we went during COVID. That's why John and Ashley and all of us did all the uh, Vegas Halloween stuff. Um, And why um, Donna and I went like back to Vegas. Or maybe Donna and I went to Vegas and then we went back to for the Halloween stuff. But yeah, my Vegas dog. So you're going to be wanting to go to Vegas like... I would bet three times a year to see all the mazes. Once this thing is like up and operational, I bet you they change it three times a year. And I bet there's three mazes and they swap one at a time. Like, so two are operational at any given time.
6: Wow. Sounds cool.
0: So, and I bet you there's like one restaurant and a big ass merch tent. And the merch sells exclusive shirts for every maze that they bring in.
6: And that has to be because the Hollywood Horror Nights and and uh, the one in Florida are just so popular, right?
0: Absolutely. So that, to rein, it, to rein it back in, that's the kind of conversations you'll hear on the Campfire Chronicles, dog. But this year's twist, here is the twist. The... Uh, Movies that are picked, the first week we're going to draw numbers like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Whether or not you're there, you're going to be assigned a number. Now, the movie that is chosen by said person, um, you could pick any movie. Before we said if it was ever chosen before, if HHN was ever done before, you can never pick that movie. Now that rules like you can now all rules are on off the table. You can now, for the sake of this season, you can choose whatever you want. Um, It doesn't necessarily even have to be a horror movie. You can choose it, but yes. So, but of course, we're gonna have the debate whether or not it should be a maze. Now, here is where this year comes in for this season. This year. Let's just say, for the sake of this, Xander picks Halloween. Okay? (laughs) Okay? So, we... We we review whatever Halloween he chooses. Because that's important. Because there's different characters there. So, he chooses, for the sake of this, Halloween ends. Okay? So, of course, because we're all fucking, like... Because we're all level-headed adults, we all say, no, don't put that in the Scare Park. So there is no there is no Halloween Ends in the Scare Park, okay? But Xander can choose Michael Myers or Laurie Strode to be on his roster. So Xander picks one character from Halloween Ends, and, and that character is on his roster. He owns the character Laurie Strode. Every iteration of Lori Strode is now Xander. So you can't say H2O, I want Laurie from H2O. No, Xander has Laurie Strode. No ands, ifs, or buts, okay? So that is how the picks are going to work. In the case of a movie that we're covering, just because we're starting off with back-to-back movies in the theater with Blood and Honey and Cocaine Bear... um, in the cases of the main character being pretty prominent, whoever has number one, so next week or in two weeks, three weeks, whenever we're seeing Blood and Honey, the way that it'll work is whoever ends up drawing number one that day is going to have number one throughout this year, but will also have the option to add Winnie the Pooh to the that person's roster. And if number one passes, it goes down the line. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Right? Okay. If nobody takes them, then nobody takes them. But it'll go down the line. So there you go. Okay. Interesting. The reason why they're gonna, why you're going to assemble a roster is after you have a certain amount, say, you know, two or three people on your roster, you are going to be allowed to trade with one another. So you can you can make trades throughout this year's Fantasy camp football. Right okay now the reason why that is imp- the reason why that is important at the end of August early early September, you're gonna have to choose the top three men and the top three women from your roster. How no, would that work with creatures? You, They're men or women. You would no, have to it's... for the sake of this it Nobody. will be assigned a gender. You, yeah, because if
5: you pick, pick King how, King you,
0: bear. how do they identify? Do they we identify? will for the sake of this for the sake of this, it'll be assigned a gender. So your top three men and your top three women, the season finale of Campfire Chronicles, the top three your top three men and women are going to battle somebody else's on Horrific Championship Wrestling. Whoever, whoever's roster is deemed the number one roster, whoever is the king of Campfire Chronicles on Horrific Championship Wrestling, that person's GM will be awarded the Campfire Chronicles Heavyweight Championship title belt in reality.
5: Do rea- you actually get a belt and I get
0: to hold it? So yes, you do actually have to care about this shit fuckers. You're gonna you're competing for a fucking championship belt. You're competing for a championship belt, bitches.
2: I'm so excited now because I want this. The the wife ass. can cocaine bear be a character? What? What? can cocaine bear
0: be Yes, a bear? cocaine bear, Anybody can be a bear You so you, if you're wanting cocaine bear on your roster, you're hoping you draw number 2. Cuz I would think whoever is number 2 will obviously accept cocaine bear and not pass on him cuz he looks fucking badass. I can't wait for that fucking movie. <laughs> Funny too. By the way, 7:40 for a cocaine bear. Does that work for everybody? I'll get tickets right now on as we record yeah. this fucking shit. Anyway, yeah. That's the twist for this year's Campfire Chronicles.
5: There's going to be a prize at the end of it.
0: There's a prize at the oh. end of it, Abby. Yes.
2: Not next Wednesday, right?
1: I wish I lived closer to you guys. This will be to, like, really Thursday
0: the 23rd, I believe. What?
1: 23rd. Well, I don't know if I can make that with my dad's birthday.
0: Oh, damn. <laughs> um. I'll try but anyway, there's your there's your thoughts. What's uh what's hit the music and transition to the next uh, horrific hall of famer, but I can't wait for Campfire Chronicles.
3: I am
5: so excited. Oh no
0: All okay, right, so oh, yeah. our next inductee, man, I'm super excited about her. She is, without question, um, she is somebody super significant to me and my fandom of Star Wars. She uh, voices a character that very much was at a breaking point. And instead of breaking, she... Um, she definitely turned to the Force in her story arc. And now Cocaine Bear is not in the app. That is weird. Um, she not, she uh, not only turns towards the Force, but she kind of knows how to navigate the pros and the cons of it. And she toes the line, but she definitely does what is right in a fashion that is almost Ronin-like. She's not someone who asks to be a hero. She is a character very much who is forced to be a hero. Um, So much so that she is pulled from death itself and brought through the portals of all. Like, through time of all time. Um, Ezra pretty much plays the role of Jesus Christ and pulls her from her death through what you could call kind of like force purgatory and then into another plane of existence. Um, but Ahsoka Tano, I fully believe, was brought back, that whole story arc existed. Because of Ashley Eckstein and the response everybody got when she was thought to be dead. Um, the response by the time people kind of had a Jar Jar response to her in the beginning. But through the Clone Wars show arc, if you watch that show, the first couple seasons of that show are, are pretty rough. And then it gets really, really good. Um, And it gets good really, like really fast. It was weird. It was like they took punching gloves off, or they, you know, they took the leash off, or I'm not sure exactly what happened, or maybe Filoni came on board. I don't know. But it like turned a page, like a serious page. And one of the characters that carried that torch was Ahsoka. And then she did it again in Rebels. And uh, then she did it again when they did the final season of Clone Wars. And then she did it again in Tales of the Jedi. Like, Ahsoka is a powerful character. And then you take to the point that you... Rosario Dawson Dawson is playing Ahsoka. Um, But then you you take... into account that Ashley Eckstein is such an advocate for mental health like she posts like mental health where wellness pictures and posts and does advice um, she does like straight up mental health advice and then she also tries to tie it into Star Wars so you can you know appeal to everybody even those who may not take it that seriously like she genuinely is a solid person she does a lot of charity work Um, she does a lot of of cool stuff for like give kids the world stuff like that Um, yeah so the character and the message that goes with the character and it's like such a deep story honestly like you talk about Ahsoka tell me a character that you want to have a... Like, tell me... Give me a character and I'll tell you how that character is related to her. And, like, the arc in which, like, they meant to each other. Like, just for the hell of it. Um, Ch- Charlie, give me a Star Wars character.
7: Han Solo? No,
0: I was going to say Tarkin. Okay. So... Han Solo to Ahsoka would really only exist, like, through word of mouth. Um, Ahsoka cross paths with Luke through um, the end of Return of the Jedi a few times. Ahsoka comes across as, like kind of a lone Mandalorian with a Yoda-looking figure named Grogu. And Mm -hmm. Grogu kind of needs help in training in the Force. And through that help, you know, a lot of shit happens. But it's Ofec, so Ahsoka Ahsoka gets Grogu hooked up with Luke Skywalker. And so through, like, that whole setting up, like, through those couple of days before she took off... Whatever she was going through next Luke mentions Han you know a few times because Han is also Leia like they're very much together so there you go like that's it anyway man anybody have thoughts on Ahsoka anybody else like watch the cartoons too like I love the cartoons I could talk about the cartoons all day in the characters and the cartoons but anybody else anything
3: i was just real quick gonna uh touch on kind of what you had said it's like when that the animated movie came out where we were introduced to her it really was very much so like a jar jar binks where like everybody was not happy with her and (laughs) did not like that character but as things went on everybody like loves that character now it's just really cool to see how that's kind of
2: happened from the start of her being introduced, right? Isn't that kind of funny how that works out? Because everybody still hates Jar Jar Binks to this day.
4: No, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I love Jar Jar Binks.
0: Jason, I- before we before we continue, Jason, do we need to uh, do wish you a man? Thank you for coming on.
3: Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go, guys. Uh, thank you again for everything. So, Super excited, and uh, so that's, we'll see you guys real
0: soon. That's Jason with Fast Pass with us, horrific Hall of Famer. Thank you, man. Congratulations. Have a good night.
3: Thanks. You guys too.
0: All right. Um, so there was Jason, but right now we're, we are inducting. Let me welcome Ahsoka herself, the voice of Ahsoka, that is, Ashley Eckstein. But, in the case of Ahsoka
4: there she is
0: man so so epic Ahsoka like now, kind of like transitioning, becoming live action. Rosario Dawson going to star as Ahsoka. We've seen her a few <laughs> times. Charlie, do you watch Star Wars? Do you watch? Do you watch this stuff?
6: I'm the only one. Yeah, who- I, I actually I do, Jim. I've seen them uh, all up until maybe the last Jedi. <laughs> I saw the last
4: one.
7: <laughs> so, after the Rise
4: Skywalker.
6: <laughs> yeah, I. I, I don't remember, but I, I I have actually watched them all, including the three George Lucas.
5: Are you a Trekkies,
0: bro? You know uh,
6: it's. I I do love Star Trek, yes. So but, but I can love both of them, you know. I oh sure, like both yeah. Of them. No, and I, like can. Star I just Wars and him. Yeah,
4: yeah.
7: George Takei was General Lockjaw.
5: My yeah. husband likes Star Trek more than. Uh, Star Wars, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. and he's, hey, I, I'm like all, up there with
0: I'm you. It's fucking crazy. I know. I, know. I know, Jimmy. I know.
5: It's hard. It's. Hard. Do
0: you know? I don't know if you know, dog.
5: Oh, no. I, for certainly know what it's like to talk Star Wars to somebody that's a Trekkie. Oh God, me, I, to to get I mean, I got threatened.
0: I mean, my God.
7: Me. Um, <laughs> One thing I, I
6: you know i haven't watched the animated it's stuff
7: it's really good and i
6: know i I've haven't heard,
5: either i've either heard the it's
6: really yeah good. i haven't kept up on the television shows like mandalorian even though i've heard great things about it and stuff like it's that so, so good. you know everything is so <laughs>
5: intertwined now
0: yeah
2: you know, if, you, if
5: you haven't
0: watched Mandalorian, that you should at least watch You should watch
2: Mandalorian.
5: Should
7: watch season 2. Bro, you want to know it's wild. <laughs> so you know it's You know
0: it's pretty, you know it's pretty, you know it's pretty really freaking wild, right? That. Is that uh I have the Oculus and so the Oculus has this app that You're not going to believe me when I tell you, but this app, dog, like, it makes you feel like you're in a movie theater. Oh, wow. I heard that there's, like, this
6: thing with the I really want an
5: Oculus. I have a PlayStation VR.
0: But check it out. You can do a few different things that are dope, but one of them is that you can watch, like, your streaming service. So you can be, like on the oculus and whatever your depth perception whatever it is like you think you're in a movie theater like like you think the screen is like 30 foot wide or you can tell it you want to be like on the roof of a high rise in miami or in a Uh... or you can tell it you want to be in an apartment in my manhattan or in a spaceship But I'm like, damn, like, I just want to do a movie theater and watch like Disney movies in the movie. (laughs) Like, and I so I tried it today and I logged into Disney Plus on it and I started stuff. And I'm like, damn, dude, like watch the original Star Wars. Watch all the Star Wars at the movies. That's kind of dope.
5: I went and saw all the theaters. It was pretty awesome.
0: But like shows, like watch Stranger Things at the movie theater. Like, str- and it's
5: like in a theater, like you're in the middle row, and there's like people in front of you, and they're kicking
0: your seat behind you. <laughs> no, bro, you can do it. You can do it by yourself. You can join publicly. So the public ones are like people that like they'll like publish a movie, like upload a movie to the server themselves, or they'll pay to rent a movie. But they will publicly say, everybody can come watch this movie.
4: That's pretty cool. I want an So now. that, uh-huh.
0: those are happening, like, it's kind of like, few and far in between. However, today when I logged into it, just to mess around, um, I could walk in and watch Megan. Like, perfect quality. Really? Yeah, in a movie theater, perfect quality. Megan was playing. But it, you couldn't, like, start the movie when you sat down. It was li- It is literally like you walked in the door of a movie theater and sat down.
5: Like you went to the bathroom when you were too late to watch the beginning, so you had to come in when it came in?
0: Sure. Or you snuck in, Thanks. like, halfway through.
5: Yeah. I knew the bathroom. Anyway. That, but that was before the movies 8 changed to the movies 13.
0: Anyway, Ahsoka, Ashley Eckstein, anybody else? <laughs> No. Okay.
5: Whoa! Yay! We welcome. I think she's iconic at... in her own like sense of the word because you're, she's recognizable, and you know that she's a Star Wars character because she looks like a Star Wars character, and she's really like pretty awesome. I've watched a few episodes of the little like cartoon series, but when she was introduced into the Obi Wan, Obi Wan, right? As a real life person, I was like, holy snap! That. It was straight out of the cartoon, and I think she's awesome. All I right. can't wait to see more of her. Rock on. Rock on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just. <laughs> So, oh, our next inductee, man, <laughs> is someone that we all know, dog. Like, we all know well because you yep. you all podcast at my kitchen table. And for a quarter of the year at least, minus you, Abby, yes, I know. At least you're on video chat some of the times, whatever. You know that there's a giant Jack Skellington sitting around that if table. I've been with your
5: house, the, so I've seen it. It's all your room. Jack Skellington's
0: singing voice, his singing voice is done by the wonderful Danny Elfman. But Danny Elfman's talent is so far ranging. So many composers like you don't even realize how much the man has composed in film or television. Or guess what? He's an award winning musician just in music in itself being Danny Elfman like he has set records the man continues at his age to baffle people headlining one of the nights of coachella this last coachella, coachella! coachella! danny elfman continues to compose music you may have heard him if you've listened to our channel specifically heard us debate talk about like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of At- Madness. Guess what? Danny Elfman.
5: That's a Sam Raimi film. You will know Danny Elfman, regardless if you don't know his name. His
0: we'll get name there, Abby. So we'll get iconic. there. First, though.
5: To for the tracks for Age of Ultron, actually, according to
7: Spotify and the soundtrack. Let check. us.
0: Let us. Before we, we get into <laughs> it heavily, let us welcome Jesus. Mr.
2: What
5: is synonymous
0: Danny Elfman. What the? Oh, that's
5: fuck? that's the wrong music. We need some like uh, Danny Elfman music. Tales from the Crypt. Bum. Oh, I was singing that all day long today. Jesus I Christ.
0: Here it is. Let you me welcome Mr. Forget. Danny Elfman. Woo! Elfman is that? That is his newest stuff.
5: Like Oingo Boingo
0: shit? Like, well, it's Danny Elfman, though. It's not under Oingo Boingo. I will will
2: always remember Danny Elfman in uh, The Hell with the Freaking Roddy Dangerfield. Back to School. Yeah. Danny Elfman in Back to School when he's playing the Dead Man's party?
5: You know, it's it's a dead man's party. Yeah. could
2: ask more. <laughs> well, that, I love Oingo Boingo. If you can Tim Burton's attached to you can imagine Danny Elfman's attached to him. That
5: was, like, that's his new stuff, because it really is very outplaced of, like, standard, I wouldn't have guessed that was Danny Elfman's stuff. That's interesting.
0: That's Danny Elfman.
5: That's uh, pretty cool. <laughs> no, it sounded great. I just—it
0: yeah. was an unexpected sound. Damn, I'm I'm like seeing the full range of emotion from from Xander to Charlie to Danielle to Drew to Abby. I'm like everybody's reaction was very unique. I should have screenshot cool. that. You
5: should have. Oh. are you recording it? No. Just the video yeah, or just
0: man. just the audio, man. No, but Danny bad. Elfman man, like all the shit that he did, dude. Like everything. Did
2: Danny Elfman do the Simpsons theme song? Here? Yep. Yup. Yep. Simpsons. Yeah.
0: Dude, if you want to see uh, the if you wanna yeah, see man. the dopest concert, like if you honestly want to see like one of the dopest concert, at least of yeah, the yeah, year. Like honestly, like if you're gonna do like live performance VIP, fuck, maybe we'll do that, dude. Should that be a golden school, you guys? Maybe that should be a golden school. Live performer live performer of the year. I think two of the candidates to win that award would be the weekend and Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman will win. I mean, I love the
5: weekend.
0: No, I absolutely think that we should do this. I would put um
5: is this, like, going to be a part of that, like, uh, Campfire Chronicles, like, where we can pick our two people, like, I'm going
0: to say, like... No, this is like when we do... Weekend. This is like when we do the Oscars. However, what? you can pick the uh, Weekend After Hours nightmare, and you can pick one of Danny Elfman's projects, such as Beetlejuice or Nightmare Before Christmas. Our Army of Darkness. You can choose that movie... Did you Michael Keaton Batman movies? He did.
5: You Are can, you? yes. Yeah. Or uh, you know A Nightmare Before Christmas and like. I feel like, and I feel like we're Beetlejuice. I feel Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Anything that's related to Tim Burton or Sam Raimi, Denny Elfman's other hand. Pretty much. Denny Elfman was attached to it. Exactly um it's kind of interesting when you see his name and it's a director that you're like oh that's weird but it's still Danny Elfman
0: it's still Danny Elfman dog he does stuff too like if you I and B D Danny Elfman he does stuff that like is just normal shit and you're like oh damn Danny Elfman did that like I said I still
5: love Oingo Boingo I'm, I'm going
0: to throw that out there. Oingo Boingo is the shit, and I sing it. In Dude, TV. he did Oingo Boingo. Oh, yeah. So Donna and I went to this um, Nightmare Before Christmas like live performance. So they had like a live orchestra do the music, and then you watch the movie, and then when there's a song, the voice actors come out and do the song, right? So like any time that Jack Skellington sung in the movie <laughs> – Danny Elf what? Danny Elfman comes out and sings the song.
5: No freaking way! That's and so, amazing. And
0: so Sally was Billie Eilish, and then what? Uh, yes, yeah, Billie Eilish was Sally, and then. Um, <laughs> guys,
2: Drew, we gotta take off. Are you leaving? I'm sorry. Yeah. We we gotta go. We'll, huh? we'll, uh, thanks for having us on, though.
0: All right, man. All take right? care.
2: Good to see you, Drew. Good to Breanne. see you, you guys. Hi, Everybody have a good one.
5: All okay. right. Hey,
6: Brianne, congratulations on the new job.
5: Indeed, and
7: how? What? All right. All
0: right. Bye,
7: guys.
5: It
0: oh. It's coming back
5: to haunt me now. Um, wow, now we're big. Yeah. And it was down to five. <laughs> no, no,
4: it's down to four. No anyway, screens.
0: Danny Elfman, man, you got you to gotta love him. Anybody, you guys have anything else you want to say about him?
6: Well, I think he's a the first time, guy. I'm sorry. The first no. time I heard about Danny Elfman was when uh, I looked to see who had done the theme for the old HBO series, Tales from the Chris. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, that's pretty iconic, too. When you hear that, you know exactly what it's, you know. Where it's coming from and what it's about. You know, the thing that's always impressed me about Danny Elfman is he can do a score like Batman, right? Mm-hmm. And he can do something completely off the wall, you know, like Oingo Boingo. I or mean, like he, Spider-Man. He's, he he's he's this genius musician who can write. It, uh, he could write a symphony, probably. You know, and he'd, he'd be fantastic. I mean, he's just that kind of musician he can do anything
5: the the odd thing about danny elfman is when you hear him like like even when he's doing his off ball stuff is you kind of know that it's danny elfman i mean like he has this totally like odd sound to him that it it, it, it it's it is it's,
6: distinctive
5: yeah yeah like it,
4: yeah, and yeah, it's kind of music like to Williams your ears, is right? Yeah.
5: And Jurassic
7: Park and Indiana Jones themes. Yeah. Well, that's
5: John Williams, but um, yeah, it,
7: he's this like John Williams is dis- distinct for those. Danny Elfman is distinct for a lot more than John Williams ever did.
5: But whatever, hmm, uh, Jimmy played earlier. <laughs> yeah. and I did not recognize Danny Elfman in it, which was interesting, but. Yeah kind of cool at the same time. So you say it's Danny Elfman, but I'm so used to hearing his iconic sounds when he yeah, does that's like what... the Tim Burton films, or even Boy Will you can hear that iconic Danny
0: Elfman. Like, I'm telling you, man, like, if you're gonna, like, YouTube two concerts and just watch two live performances of music, I would do Danny Elfman, Coachella, and... If you can get any good quality video of the weekend on the tour that he just did.
5: He did a tour with the weekend? Sorry.
0: No, the weekend would be the other person who I would say.
5: Oh, okay.
0: Do you not know that the weekend is a person? I, I know the
5: band, the Lincoln. Okay. Oh I'm blinded
0: by light. That's the weekend, right? Yes. Yeah. Why are you looking so, at me so confused right now?
5: I'm looking actually at my window, but my camera is picking me up opposite, so like, So I'm really saying weird.
0: I'm saying Danny Elfman.
5: If I'm looking at you, it's this way. It's really weird. Okay. It,
0: it, but anyway. Yeah, there, the weekend, so that person,
5: because
0: The weekend is just the guy who sings the songs, that's The weekend. Right. Okay, so him, if you went to his concert in person, or if you went to Danny Elfman in person, and you saw either one perform, I'm saying one of those two is probably the best concert you could have gone to this past year. It's a lie. It's a lie? I'm just kidding. I don't
5: know. Because I've only been to one concert in the (laughs) last 10 years. So it's cool. It's cool.
0: Oh, okay. Anyway, one thing that Danny Elfman, um, I think, will forever be remembered as is enigmatic. Yeah, and iconic, I guess. (laughs) Like, any way you want to put it, you could simply phrase him as one word. And any word, I think, is really... A... Magical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else, man? Anything else they want to say about Danny Elfman?
7: I, I didn't know until I saw the music for it. Age of Ultron having two composers, and one of them was Denny Elfman. Hmm. I didn't know. I thought Brian Tyler did the whole thing, but hmm. I knew it was Denny Elfman with the that end credit song because it sounded like the 89 Batman movie.
0: Hmm. Interesting. He's
5: got a distinctive sound, which is neat, which is nice. Like John Williams has a distinctive sound. like Like all those great composers, it's a distinctive sound that you know that it's them. Danny Elfman, by far, is up there in the top three of the best composers out there.
6: Especially for film. Absolutely.
5: Especially for film. There's
6: Amtrak's fan-
5: And I, mean, I listen.
6: Perfectly fits the, the movie.
7: Absolutely. James Bernard for, can- for like most of the music he did.
5: And I listen to Oingo Boingo on the daily.
0: Danielle, anything?
1: no just this- awesome I mean like you know magical like Abby said I mean you it's like you know but the fact that he can really capture like you the music really captures the movie too like I mean it really just goes together no matter what what he's doing and he it's like he really it's like he feels the movie and uses that and it. yeah I mean he's just great
6: just great. You know, the word artist is sometimes overused, but he is a, he is a true artist.
1: Yeah. Indeed. And how.
0: Absolutely. Anyway, man, we you could tell we absolutely respect Danny Elfman, and we welcome him as kind of the co-headliner to this year's class of Horrific Hall of Fame.
5: Music, please. Mm-hmm.
0: And with that, we've come to our final inductee of 2023. So far, though, Charlie, what a class we've had, man.
6: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Some iconic people included in this year's uh, list of honorees.
0: Without question, without question. And that's why uh, we will look forward to, uh, you know, Charlie is a horrific Hall of Famer himself. So it is. He's my
5: favorite, too. What
7: do I have to do to get into the.
6: Shut
5: up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <coughs> uh. Oh, we had died. I'm so glad
0: I wasn't drinking my beer. <laughs> well, our two, like, headliners compliment each other this year very well. Last year, they complimented each other well because they were the Potter Trio and the Spider Trio. It was a year where we were like, do we induct one over the other? Like... The Harry Potter trio—it just felt like it was time to induct them. We had done like Star Wars headliners a lot, <laughs> duh. But uh, the uh, the Potters were due. But at the same time, No Way Home came out, and that movie was really, really good. So it was hard to ignore those three
7: been circulating. Norway home after that with the appearance of garfield and mcguire that started circulating rumors for a third amazing spider-man movie and a fourth spider-man movie with mcguire back at the helm is spider-man which i would pay money to see
0: my point with that is that if we are doing kind of like co-headliners like we have been doing uh an actor that meets the level of composer. So Danny Elfman is at a certain level as composer. A person who is that level of actor is unquestionably the great Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah.
4: yeah. And
0: the, real. the thing that is interesting is that Danny Elfman has composed a lot of the movies that Michael Keaton has starred in.
5: That's true. Because they're Tim Burton films. Burton, right.
0: Yeah, you guys, I can't yeah. believe you guys didn't say Keaton's name. You guys said everybody else's name. You said Burton. You said Elfman. You said some people I don't even know who you're talking about. But you didn't say Michael Keaton. That's interesting to me. Beetlejuice. To Batman. To to Batman. Well,
5: well, well, that's because he's an actor and not...
0: Guess what? He was also he was Jack Frost. Yes. Yes, he
5: was. Yes, he was. Yeah. yeah, and the good version of Jack Frost, not the scary version of Jack Frost.
0: What, what is your favorite Jack Frost? Because you have the Michael Keaton version. You have, I'm sure you have like a, a old school cartoon version. You have the... The CGI. Martin that, Short that's version. That's mine. Martin Short version. What?
6: Frosty the Snowman.
0: That's not Jack Frost. That's Frosty, dog. I go Martin short because he's
7: funny. If you put him, Steve Martin, and Cheese in a room together. Anyway, anyway,
0: Michael Keaton, dog. Beetlejuice. Look at Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is now a Broadway production. I went and saw that this over Christmas break with my folks. Uh, the Broadway production of Beetlejuice in San Francisco. That's fucking amazing. I loved it. But Beetlejuice wouldn't be Beetlejuice without Michael Keaton.
5: Do you say yeah. three times? Is he in your room? I would hope. Is that Ron? No. Oh, okay.
0: What's up, Ron? Go
5: ahead and flip him hey, off. Ron. What's up, Ron? Um. Go ahead. You know, Beetle- Nobody else will see it. He's <laughs> <You're> shiny.
0: <laughs> he is. He is my favorite Batman.
4: Ryan, get your Are you serious? Batman.
0: I love Michael Keaton as Batman. Like he is I
7: love m-
5: Michael Keaton as Batman. He's my favorite yeah.
0: Batman. Even
7: Mine- though, though the cowl doesn't have mobility, every time he has to look up against him. Do
6: you guys remember what a negative back there was to Michael Keaton being Batman?
7: Adam West was a part of it. No, I'm not that old charlie
6: yeah well i i am and i do remember that what what, what did you but, say are you kidding me that michael keaton is going to be batman he'll never be able to pull huh?
5: what was he in before yeah he was, yeah, uh, was, you know, was well known uh, and freaking ron can't hear
6: what we're saying he said mr mom i'm just
5: letting yeah. you, i'm throwing it out there yeah. he's like oh, hey, mr. Mom. I said, yeah i said that too that was a great movie it was a good movie. is that the baby chili? But my, my argument with Michael Keaton being Batman is that he played an awesome, awesome Bruce Wayne and an awesome, awesome Batman, where everybody else either played a great Batman or a great Bruce Wayne, but they couldn't play both. Well. And I hate that, Christian Bale.
6: He had that little edge, too, that kind of little maniacal edge that mm-hmm. made him a good... Good counterpoint for uh, Nicholson's, Nicholson's Joker. Yeah, had the feeling that he was just as dad- crazy as Nicholson was. Yeah. <laughs> he just
7: had that I
0: mean, but film. it still had that level of camp. Like it really is a testament to the. It really is a testament to the set designer and the film, you know, the production designer, um, along with Burton's direction and the acting but those but those and Danny Elfman's music for sure is a huge part of it as well. Um but it's like the certain level of like dark shit and camp that like just like hits the sweet spot. It's kind of like the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. It's a dark movie, but it definitely has some camp in there. It's definitely a comic book movie, but it is a darker toned movie. But it's
5: well, a, I mean like when you go from uh, Adam West Batman, and you come into uh, Michael Keaton's Batman, and you get the dark side of it where people actually die. And, like, the joke uh, uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker. I mean, I love Keith Thatcher, and I'm not, don't get me wrong, but it's so good, and he plays so well with Michael Keaton. And it's so good. And then when they brought in the penguin and it was so, tight. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it's hard for me to put like the other Batmans into the same category. Cause I'm kind of like, well, this is really flipping campy. Mm-hmm. Like this is so much more campier than the Michael Keaton camp. But I mean, the, yeah, it was camp. Sure. There were moments in time where you we were like, what? But you bring in Jim Carrey and you bring in Val Kilmer and you're just like, what the fuck just happened here? Yeah. And then and then George Clooney, and then you get uh, Chris O'Donnell, and you get Arnold Schwarzenegger, and um, the girl. What's the girl's name?
0: Poison um, 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 ivy, yeah. The, who, oh my God!
5: into in the her. butt shots? Sure. And, and and I mean like I
7: but
1: mean the was, butt
0: shots. But one thing that didn't. But she can, was a great cat
5: woman, though. Yeah, 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 woman. yeah. yeah. She, The butt shots weren't in those ones. Yeah, but if you look at
0: somebody's resume who didn't suck at all, it was Michael Keaton, you guys. Michael Keaton has Beetlejuice. Yeah. Michael Keaton has multiplicity. Michael Keaton That's what,
4: yeah. That's what
0: Michael saying. Keaton, Keaton has Bird he won an Oscar with Birdman. Michael Keaton has he switched sides and he went over and he did uh uh Spider Man. He was the Falcon and Spider Man or the Vulture, Vulture or whatever. Vulture. Like He's done like so many things that he is underrated for, and underappreciated for. But he won't be underappreciated anymore. We welcome Michael Keaton to the horrific Hall of Fame. Yeah,
7: wait. Uh, 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 Uh,
5: who's talking? Is this Jack Frost? Because he did awesome in Jack Frost.
7: Yeah. I haven't seen that
5: one. <laughs> it's a family one,
7: and you should probably watch it. The only one I've seen is the one Joe Bob had. Non-friendly one, kids. one of The, party, the one where
4: the, the carrot gets taken off and uses something
7: else? Yeah,
4: yeah. Oh, Beetlejuice!
7: I always think this music would be Joker. If there were ever a fun house game, you be Nicholson's Joker and Pete's Batman. See, there's such an iconic footage Danny Elfman,
5: Michael Keaton, and awesome for the okay, this is just freaking awesome. Why did he turn it off? Uh,
1: I knew I'm gonna you listen to it, that whole, whole night. As soon as he started playing it. <laughs>
0: So there you go, this man. Year, now we're getting, we can go into the keeper <clears> too. <throat> Without question. But this year's horrific Hall of Fame. Michael Keaton, Danny Elfman, <clears throat> Ashley Eckstein, Rita Strauss, Fast Pass with Us, Tim Curry, and who did we forget? Who did I forget? There's one Kevin that. Conroy, rest in peace. Yeah, rest
4: in peace. We
0: thank you for coming on board, and we welcome you to the horrific Hall of Fame. Everybody, Abby, Danielle, Danielle, check out Danielle's store. Danielle, say the name. Uh, it's
1: the Batty Goal Company.
0: Oh, oh, it's follow it's, you on. It's what? Wait, I hold have- on
1: uh It's my Etsy shop, and I have an Instagram and Facebook. Batty Ghoul CO. Batty Ghoul.
0: It's not the yep. Mito, whatever, whatever? No. You're now <laughs> the yeah, Batty TikTok. Ghoul.
1: Get it out there. Oh, I have TikTok too. Yes. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Etsy. I follow Brilliant. Batty
0: Ghoul <laughs> Company. If Abby. I, TikTok, I always have the best
1: business.
0: Charlie's on there. Right.
1: My new company name, y'all. All right
6: congratulations
0: <laughs> to you Abby, you. Charlie, Xander anything you guys want to shout out?
7: I I've, uh, my parents and my brother have stated Keaton and Nicholson are the worst Batman and Joker they're saying it because of Keaton, because of the mobility <gasps> of the two <gasps> no, so and, how, which, here. which I have nearly wanted to I wanted to run them out of my house but yeah. they run me out more than anything
0: uh, yes,
6: I'm writing a new story called The Thing Living uh, in Mr. Miller's Nose.
0: The Thing Living in what?
7: 24. Mr.
6: Miller's Nose.
0: The Thing what? Living is in Mr. Miller's, Mr. Nose. Miller's Nose, okay. So is,
4: it, is it like The Thing from the
5: John Carpenter one and The we'll
7: see. from Another World? We'll I'm see. very
5: excited. I can't wait.
7: <laughs> or is it like Alien? It gets into your head and then it ju- jumps out of the chest.
0: You have to wait and see. Okay, we'll wait and see. No, anyway, thank crazy. you guys all for joining me. Thank you for helping me present this year's Horrific Hall of Fame. Thank you for listening to this. You podcast listener, make sure you we will uh, link Danielle's store in the show notes and we will uh, link Xander's TikTok in the show notes as well. So there it is. Abby, you want anything linked in the show notes? you want your tiktok in the show notes? Yeah,
5: shout me out. I'm uh Abby on
0: TikTok. So we'll and link Sam so And then we'll link Charlie in the show notes as well. So we'll link everybody in the show notes so you'll be able to find everybody where, where where they well they where they are posting updates on themselves. Thank you for joining me for this year's Hall of Fame. Stay spooky everybody. Spooky play the song play it